Well, today we celebrate the Sacred Heart. It's First Friday, and we're actually using the um, special Mass that's dedicated to the, the Sacred Heart that you can that you can say on a on a, fri- on a First Friday. And uh, our our readings are, I think, are very much very much relevant to uh, the Sacred Heart and to First Friday devotion. Uh, Jesus is talking about the days when the bridegroom will be taken away, and that's he's, he's speaking about basically Good Friday. And uh, there is going to be a new method of fasting. In the Old Testament, uh, the Jewish tradition, the fasting took place uh, at certain times and in certain ways. Um, in particular, the, the Pharisees, from what I understand, they fasted usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that had to do with the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. So that was kind of a, the Old Testament uh, wineskin. That was the Old Testament set of rituals. But there's going to be a new wineskin because there's a new wine. Jesus has come and he uh, is going to be taken away from us on Good Friday. And so Fridays will become the fast days. Uh, and so that's the, the fa- fasting on Friday is the new wineskin. And that's appropriate because we've got new wine and the new wine is Jesus Christ himself uh, and his love for us that brought him to the cross. Um, I look in our first reading here as a priest, you know, it, it, what's great about the Bible is that when you read it, you can read it from all different perspectives. It means something to you if you're single. It means something else to you. You can find other things in it if you're married. You can find other things in it if you're a priest or called to religious life or what have you. And in this first reading from St. Paul, it speaks a lot to me as a priest. St. Paul says, um, Thus you should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. A steward or a manager, basically. Someone that's been entrusted with a great job to take care of and to manage another person's property. And in this case, the property is the mysteries of God. Um, how awesome is it that God chooses individual men and he gives to them the mysteries and then they're responsible for distributing, administering, teaching these mysteries. Mysteries and the mysteries of the faith, also the sacraments in the ancient church are referred to as the mysteries. The Eucharist itself is a great mystery. This is why after the consecration, the priest says, the mystery of faith. And it's a, it's a declaration about the depth and the profundity of what's taking place in the Eucharist and how amazing, how awesome of a, of an, of some, of, of a thing to be entrusted with, uh, as a priest. And so Paul goes on and he says, um, now it's required of, of stewards that they be found trustworthy. And unfortunately, not to always bring this up, but it, you know you can't escape it. Of course, we've got yet one more development in the in the in the church scandal uh, crisis, and that is that, from what I understand, I actually haven't read the news articles myself, but I just saw a friend texted me last night that the uh, New York State General Attorney has now subpoenaed all of the dioceses in New York, and they're going to do what they did in Pennsylvania. Okay, so. Yet one more unfolding chapter in this in this uh, in this crisis, and it really brings to mind um, how important it is that trusts be that priests be found trustworthy. Uh, what great 
um, things they've been entrusted with. And, uh, you know, with Jesus, when he died on the cross, every priest can say to himself, who every priest who has a true vocation can say to himself, you know, when Christ opened up his sacred heart and let it flow uh, for, for us and, and, and died for us out of love for us, he gave to us the forgiveness of sins, but then in addition, he gave to a certain number of men this incredible gift of the priesthood, which is really, it comes from the heart of Christ. And how awful is it if a priest uh, was to take that thing that he's been entrusted with and, you, and abuse it and, and be found untrustworthy with it, how horrible that is. And uh, Paul goes on and he talks about the judgment, and he says, you know, my conscience doesn't convict me of anything, but that doesn't really mean much because in the last analysis, it's God who judges me. And so he stands before God with great fear, um, awaiting the uh, the judgment of Christ. And priests will be judged. Uh, I don't think that there's really any comparison between the kind of judgment, the, the, the standards and the severity of a judgment of God in relation to a priest as, in, as compared to a relation of a layman. Um, to whom more is given, more will be required and expected. Uh, and the, above all, though, the priesthood, you know, it's dangerous. That's what I always say to people. I say, you can sin so many ways as a priest. Of course, the sins we're talking about with a scandal are just disgusting and, and ridiculous. But uh, I'm not even talking about those kinds of sins, but as a priest, you can sin in so many ways through failing uh, to live up to your duties and to be neglecting of the sheep uh, and sometimes uh, very seriously neglectful. You're not speaking the truth. You're not correcting people when you should be correcting them. Uh, maybe you yourself are living a lukewarm life. And, and you can't do that. You need to live a life that's very fervent and devoted to Christ so that you can be an example to others. So the priesthood is a very dangerous uh, and challenging um, vocation, but really the the tragedy of it all, and the most of the tragedy, is that the priesthood is a gift. It's a great, great gift that, Jesus, that comes from the sacred heart of Jesus. And uh, how tragic is it if that gift is not appreciated? So, my brothers and sisters, let's let's pray for the church at this time. Um, you know, I, I'm in, I'm encouraged by some of the American bishops and their response to this crisis. Um, I'm encouraged by bishop. Uh, I'm encouraged by our bishop. I think the letter he put out recently was very good. I'm going to include it in the bulletin. Uh, this weekend and talk about it. Um, he's calling of it for a day of fasting and penance for priests. <laughs> that priests are the ones fasting and doing penance. So I'm going to talk about that this weekend. But I'm also encouraged by Bishop Scharfenberger from Albany, who uh, I guess recently, again, I haven't read the article, but I, I, he's invited the um, the district attorney of Albany. He's He's like, says, come, investigate us. I want you to. He's invited him. So here's one bishop who's actually not waiting for the, you know, the, the state to jump on his case, but he's actually inviting it. And now, now that has serious financial repercussions, and and uh, repercussions at, at every kind of level, of course. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that this, these these guys are doing the right thing. But anyways, pray for bishops. 
uh, and pray for priests. And please, I really, I say it again and again, but I need your prayers. Please pray for me.